to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. <laughs> Head wagging Mike is back. How y'all doing? Coffee Mike's here. Hello, everyone. And our lovable, friendly Micah is here. Aw, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a little kid. <laughs> Somebody hit the... I get the how, do I get to, how do I get to be the sensitive one? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the soft-spoken yeah. one. Okay. okay. We, I, I'll take that one, but the other one was... <laughs> <laughs> and you heard the ever-so-lovely sounds of Silent Ron. <laughs> yup. Yup. <laughs> and Brother Bob is back. How you guys doing? Bob, would you read our Bible verse for us this week? I will. We're going to be in uh, first uh, Philippians 1... Verses 3 through 6, and I'm reading now the ESV version. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership with the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I forgot my job. I slacked. We jumped into it, and we didn't. Uh, we didn't pray, did we? We did not. So now, now Ron's no, going to pray us no. in. Mm-hmm. No, come on, Ron. I should have just left it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you didn't. So there yeah. you go. You've all, you've all you, told yourself. Since you mentioned it, now we can. Uh, I'm good. He we, can cut it and put we, it. In we front. believe you, Ron. You can do it. Go ahead. Come on. I'm good. All right. Nobody's going to hear it but us. Yeah. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> I'm editing this week. I'll edit it out. Maybe. Go ahead. Got some crickets in here. How about Micah? You want to do it? Sure. God, we thank you so much for the day. We thank you for the opportunity that we have just to share truths about who you are and our experiences of life. And Lord, we pray that as we just discuss things tonight, Lord, that you would um, you would be in it. And Lord, that we would not say anything other than what you want us to say. And Lord, that it would touch hearts and lives of people that are that are listening, Lord, that uh, maybe they're going through the same experiences or maybe they're struggling with some similar issues. And Lord, that that we can be able just to, just to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice and just go through, um, just guide us as we go through, through this podcast tonight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And our topic this week, it's open table. Open it up. Mm-hmm. Or we can discuss our verses that we just read. So if something's on your heart, speak up. Let's talk about it. Good, bad, ugly. Or good, bad, indifferent. No. I thought you could say Chrome Dome ugly, but you didn't. You vowed to be good this week, so I had to step in yeah. for you. I suppose, oh, okay. I suppose I'll start this mess. Uh-oh. All right? Mm. Um, of course, over the weekend, we're time stamping this bad uh, boy. Yeah, I know. I hear you. <laughs> this, this past weekend. I won't give the date. You mean the 6th through the 8th? Through no. the that was close. Okay. <laughs> That was close. But, um, of course, it was a great time. Got to fellowship with my brothers and my sisters. Had a great time. Got to go watch Esther. Um, 
But after we went and watched Esther, we went to Paula Dean's and was eating, was eating supper. And of course, we all sat down, and then we had to decide on fifty million things that we wanted. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. But no sooner than I sat down, I looked up, and there was this guy staring at me. And every time I'd look up, he'd look away. And we made we made eye contact about six times. And the spirit goes, "You need to go pray for that guy." And then I started warring with God. I'm like, are you sure, God? Is that really what you're telling me to do in all in front of all these people? Go pray for that guy? Am I going to go embarrass him if I do this? And, you know, I was asking stupid questions because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, and, man, the longer I sat there, the more the Spirit was like, go do it. Go do it. Go do it. And finally... When he finally broke through my concrete head, it was a profound, go do it. I'm like, okay. So I took my coat off and I walked over and I'm like, do I know you? You look familiar. He's like, uh, I don't know. He says, you look familiar also. I'm like, where are you from? He was from uh, Mississippi. I'm like, well, we probably don't know each other. (laughs) And... uh, so I sat there and talked to him for a minute, and I'm like, you know, God laid it on my heart to pray for you. Can I pray for you tonight? And he goes, well, I really don't need anything prayed over. I'm like, okay, are you sure you don't want me to pray for you? He goes, yeah, I would take a prayer. I would do that. So I prayed for him, his wife, and the couple that was with him. I prayed for him for safe travels and for whatever, you know, for whatever struggles they was having in life or if they was having some kind of sickness that God would, you know, would see him through it. I prayed that uh, <clears throat> I prayed that God would uh, open their hearts and open their minds to to be able to see who is in control, you know. And 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 then after after I got done, because I was feeling real heavy as I walked over there. I mean, like I was packing five hundred pounds on my shoulder. And when I was done. Could it have been all the ribs you ate? No. Hadn't okay. eaten yet. Hadn't eaten yet. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we hadn't mm-hmm. But as soon as I was done praying, it was like that weight was lifted. Mm-hmm. It was gone. And everything went back to normal. The guy never made eye contact with me again. The only time when he got up to leave, he waved at me and said goodbye. And I waved back. But, you know... Kind of goes with these verses here. I mean, to me, it does, mm-hmm. because you know, it's first off, it starts with I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. You know, if He was gracious enough to remember me, and I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt, somebody prayed for me at one time or another. Somebody still prays for me at one time or another. Um that why would I sit in war with God over going and praying for somebody? Because I'm always, I'm always praying to be bold. I'm always praying that I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But, man, when it, when it come down to it, what I do? I done it. I warred with him. I struggled with him. It's a good thing he didn't put a hitch in my giddy up. <laughs> but, you know, um, <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is don't war with God. 
if you really know him and he's talking to you that profound and he's wanting you to do something, man, just be bold and do it. Don't be like Bob and, and sit there and ask him questions why or try to get out of doing it. Just go do it. And you know, I, I've been a part of him for a long time now. You would think that I would uh, be over all that mess, but it seems like it, uh, it still hits me, you know. And, and, and I know I'm, I'm just human. I fall every day. I sin every day. I fall short every day, you know. But God still gives me them opportunities to, to put his word out there, to line myself with the gospel. You know, and that's what them verses are kind of talking about. Line yourself with the gospel. Tell mm-hmm. people about the gospel. You don't gotta. You don't gotta be a theologian to be able to tell somebody about Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you gotta know is y'all. Thank you, you gotta Lord. Know is to do what, Mike? I said, thank you, Lord. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Because I'm not a theologian. <laughs> if it, if that was the case, I'd been out a long time mm-hmm. ago. But you know, you don't gotta be a theologian to to tell somebody about Christ. To tell him to tell him what he done for you. To show him what he's doing in your life, you know? And that was, that was one of the times that I, that was my time to, to allow him to funnel through me so he could touch that guy. And I hope whatever that prayer done for this gentleman, that he gives God the, all the glory for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I may yeah. never see it. I don't care. All I know is I trust what my God wanted me to do. I'd done it. And now I'm going to trust that he's going to take care of it. You up, you upheld your end of the bargain. Finally. Finally. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, the next morning when I got up, I got up, we made coffee, or Ronnie already had coffee made, matter of fact. <clears throat> I got a big glass of ice water and a cup of coffee. I went to sit down in a chair, dumped that big glass of ice water everywhere. <laughs> I'm talking all over the place. Of course, my wife, she's like, what are you doing? You know, making messes already. And then we got that all cleaned up and the coffee run out. And Mike and Tish actually had come downstairs and I was going to make some more coffee. I pulled the, I pulled a filter top out to put a filter in. The pot went crashing to the floor and broke. So I had to go to Walmart, buy a, buy a coffee pot because I broke the coffee pot. So, I mean, and then before I went to Walmart, though, thank goodness, Miss Tish prayed for me. And I am so thankful that she did because that helped. It really did. It, 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 lifted, that, it lifted that weight of Sound Satan. Like you were in quicksand. Yeah, it lifted the weight of Satan trying to, trying to put a whooping on me that day, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And, and then last night when we got home, when we got home, I slept from the time we got home till nine o'clock in my chair. Rose woke me up and we went to bed at nine o'clock and I slept till five thirty this morning. Mm. So either Satan was trying to attack me or God's like, you know what, you need some rest after you ward with me because mm-hmm. it took it right out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that was my that was my experience over the weekend, and that you know that kind of goes with these verses because mm-hmm. I, I finally give in and I shared the gospel and I prayed for the guy and and told him about Jesus and who Jesus was and you know so who cares if I got attacked just a little bit it's all good. So there's a couple of things that I want to talk about about your story because okay. I was privileged enough to be there with you 
and blessed enough to. So one of the things was on the selfish side of me, it was sometimes, you know, it feels good to just know you're not alone mm-hmm. and to see and talk to Bob struggle about going over there was good for me to know I'm not alone in this, exactly. that even when it's, it's going on and it's hitting that I need to go do this and I don't, or I'm trying to fight that, that I'm not alone in that struggle. And I also want to say that on the other side of that, Bob was fighting so hard with God on this that his wife thought something was physically wrong with him. Correct. She could see the struggle that he was having. And, um, I mean, literally was very worried and upset. And the rest of us kind of, of course, just visiting and talking and whatever, but she's sitting right across from him. So we see him get up and then I see him over at a table. So I'm like, so one person had said, is something wrong with him? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I said, well, I don't, I'm thinking maybe somebody like waved him over or something because he's talking to people or, you know, hey, maybe, maybe we're about to have some fisticuffs and somebody like (laughs) made a rude face at Bob or something. We might need to get up out of the table here, you know, Um, and everything. And then I saw them all bow their heads and stuff. And I said, oh, I have no idea, you know, because at this point, Bob hadn't said anything to anybody, you know, but it was just that, that his wife saw that struggle, which I think initially scared her, I did. you know, because of other health issues you had had um, and not knowing. But then I think it was her being able to see the glory of God through you, mm-hmm. which is amazing, you know, so. I have a question. Yes. And you've preached before. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you know how it feels after sermons. Mm-hmm. Was it like that? Honestly, it was worse than that. Mm. I mean, I was drained. Like drained, drained? Yeah, drained. Mm. If you remember right, I mean, we, when we yeah. got back to the house that night, I even sat down and, and slept a little bit. Oh, yeah. You just rested your eyes. I rested my eyes. <laughs> I was checking his, checking his eyelids for a Yeah, holes. that's it. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was watching that movie on my inner eyelids. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it felt like. But I'm talking ten times more drained than what I'd, when I preached. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, even though I think the reason it was so bad. Was because of the struggle that you had. It's because of the struggle I'd done. Because I was worn against him so hard. And after, after I give in, I'm like, you know, the, yeah, I didn't the struggle even... just... I didn't even think about that until you just you just asked that. Well, I I mean, I only know because I know how wiped I feel <clears throat> yeah. after a message. Yeah, I mean, because you know, like Bob's worked a full day now, and yeah. and he didn't get wiped out, or you know, Sundays, or right. you know, any time, like, and he could sit down it's and relax, and it's oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's it's a, a whole, whole different ball different game. Wiping. Yeah. yeah, it is. Like I played triple headers before and have been tired, but not. Exhausted, but you know what? It's probably the most restful peace yeah. rest it's, you'll it, ever it's have. Weird I mean, it's weird you've experienced mm-hmm. it because it's, it's like real a peaceful. joyful exhaustion. <clears throat> yeah. I know that's like an oxymoron, kind of. But mm-hmm. like, you're so tired, but also at peace and and joyful because sometimes 
the joy isn't about kicking yourself because you thought you bombed it, but you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it. I think the reason you get so much peace out of it, even after you preach a good, you know, a sermon, mm-hmm. and uh, if the if the Holy Spirit landed on you while that sermon was going on, you know, yeah. I think that there's still a remnants there mm-hmm. after he leaves, you know, and and that's the peace that you absolutely feel, the yeah. tiredness you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. I don't know about you guys, but like when I've delivered a message, I haven't wrestled with him to not to deliver it. So I can only imagine wrestling and then finally delivering the message, which is what you did. Pretty much, yes. Pretty much. Just not in sermon form, right? Mm-hmm. And then sharing, sharing the gospel. Yeah. I mean, yep. Yeah, I, I I truly believe that that warm with God is what wore me out. Yeah. Coffee, Mike. Yes, sir. What do you got? Well, I spent all weekend with my mother-in-law and father-in-law. So I'm a little drained from that. It was a pretty rough time. You know, she recently had both legs amputated. She's been hanging on for quite some time, completely bedridden. Ridden. The woman can't eat or drink anything. It's all through the tube, medicine, all of it. It was just disheartening to see it. So my thoughts this weekend was why. So your headspace wasn't where it should have been or where it needed to be. Right. Right. Because I wanted to, I was trying to figure out why is God still had not called this Christian woman home. She's been a follower of Jesus her whole life, brought up all her girls that way. That's the way she was brought up. And, And to lie there in the bed, pieces of her gone. Unable to eat, barely able to talk, can't move her arms. I've been trying to figure out why. What, what is there to learn from this? I'd like to say I figured something out, but I didn't. I don't. I still don't know. Well, I guess you could call it in your own in your own weird way. You're you're worn with God. You're struggling mm-hmm. with Him. Yeah. Because you're not. You know, it's anytime anytime you question God or anytime you. Anytime you pretty much just question him, I mean, you know, be like, oh, why, God? Why are you doing this? Or why aren't you doing this? Or he's sovereign. He knows what the best time is for your mother-in-law to go. And and don't take it the wrong way. I don't want her to go. I understand that. But you don't want to see her suffer either. No, I don't. I get that. My mom was the same way. I didn't want to see her go, but I didn't want her to suffer either. You know, when they're laying there like that and they're suffering and, and... it's making things hard, and and you see a you see a, a a lady who was a headstrong woman, done anything and everything for for herself, and you know I'm gonna put it to you this like this. One time, my mom, the house we used to live in when I was a kid was a two story house. She told my dad, she goes, "I want that upper story off that house. I want to just make it a one level home." He goes, okay, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it all right. When he come home that night from work, she already had that upper story gutted, stripped, down to the framing, laying out in the front yard, <laughs> Wow! and ready for him to haul off. And, and all they had to do was take the walls down, drop the roof. Mm-hmm. That's how determined my mom was. When she got something in her head, it happened. And you know, don't get me wrong. At that time, she wasn't a, she wasn't a follower of God. But uh, 
a few years later, you know, probably when I was 16, maybe 15. No, it was a little more than that. 13. She used to be an alcoholic real bad, real bad. And, and I'd, I'd see her come in and just be belligerent drunk. And I've seen her just waylay my dad and just scream and kick at him. And he would grab her and he'd be like, Shirley, it's time to go to bed. He never hit her. He never raised his voice to her. He put her to bed. And then they talked about it the next day when she was sober. But my mom was laying in bed one night. And she was praying to she was praying to God, and she asked God to uh, come into her life and take that alcoholism away. And that night in bed, the night she asked him to come in, she got saved, and she never touched another drop of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the conversation we had? Well, I don't know, a few podcasts, quite a few back. We talked about how people, how how you came to Christ. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's amazing. I keep hearing these stories, and almost everybody that I hear about, a lot of people, unless they grew up in the church or had a godly mentor in their lives, most of them have to hit rock bottom. That's not right, because my mom and dad went to a Pentecostal church, and them people were very devout Christians. I'm talking very devout. But you said that she wasn't a Christ. She was, she was not, but she still went to church. You can go to church and not be mm-hmm. a saved, follower. right? Yeah. I agree. So I mean, she was just she was just checking the boxes. Mm-hmm. But that, that, uh, that's my point. I think. But she was around all them all them people that were. I mean, brother and sister Howe was. They were phenomenal people. I've seen them people do amazing things. They're both gone now, but man, I'm gonna tell you what. You talk about a man that could could deliver a sermon. Whoo! A man could deliver a sermon. Mm-hmm. He was good at it. I think you're right. I I think you're both right, Mike and Bob. Because it doesn't matter if you're a believer or a non-believer or checking the boxes forever or whatever. Until you, you, whatever that looks like, whatever your rock bottom is, that's when you turn. Or he is prevalent in your life. And that's when you you're you could be so closed minded. There's still that crack, and that's where he comes in. Yep, I thought about that, but you got to choose to let him in. That crack. Oh yeah, yeah, because that crack can be there forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it probably and, and, it I, is. and I mean it's it wide, it's like a wide open door. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean we but talk about it. But if you don't want to walk through it, well, yeah, yeah, but like, he'll, he'll just, come in and poke yeah. every once in a while oh, just yeah. to see where your heart's at. I yeah. mean, he even knows where it's at. He just he just wants to see if you're going to choose him or not. It's a brick wall, and yeah, every I'm once just, in a while, he'll take that chisel yeah. to that mortar. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, but like like we've talked about before, you know. I'm it, just saying, you can be rock bottom, and it sounded like you were wanting to say that you hit rock bottom. He can <clears throat> he can come in and and do this and that, which he can. But you also got to be willing to. Yes, you have yes. to. Right. He, oh, yeah. He's a gentleman. You have to invite him. I was just yeah. saying. It yeah. seems like that seems to be a, th- a theme for a lot of folks. It is. All I'm saying. Correct. It, oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so I wonder, even though, even though we're all followers of Jesus Christ and we love Him, have we have we hit our rock bottoms? I mean, have we yes. taken enough time 
I hit one today. Well, I, I think, hit one probably like every other day. But I'm, I'm talking about where you just throw your hands in the air and go, yeah. that's it. I got nothing. I can't do this. I've got to. And, and it's funny that, well, it's not funny because this is what I was going to talk about tonight. Right? So my rock bottom, since we already time stamped it, is three years ago this coming Friday. Ronnie, I can't believe you time-stamped it. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's my sobriety date. Is that when you cried out to Jesus, Ronnie? <laughs> yep. And how many times before? And I'll tell, I'll tell on Ronnie. And he was going to church actively. Yeah. That's, that's For a it. year and a half. Yeah. And, and I thought I was doing and, all the things. And hot and heavy in it. So... so <clears throat> I guess. But my rock bottom, which also folds into the whole thing I want to talk about, but my rock bottom wasn't at the bottom of a barroom floor or I lost everything or anything like that. My actual rock bottom was on our wedding anniversary in Arkansas, and the drink I wanted was like $20. And I said, nope. And if this is what it is, then I'm not paying $20. And then, which also I'm thankful for because we got a call that night that I had to deal with another family issue that night. And then I was just like, you know what? Two days is a streak, right? Like, let's keep going. Got to start somewhere. And so, now, was it easy? No. But... Why I bring that up is because what was, I think Mike and Bob and I talked about it this past weekend too, is I heard a sermon on a podcast and it, and the message was great, but the analogy that they used, I, it, it irked me really bad. And I don't really remember, it was so bad, <laughs> I was so mad at it that I don't remember the exact analogy. But the analogy I'll put in for now is that when you're an alcoholic and you stop drinking, quit calling yourself an alcoholic because you're not an alcoholic anymore. You're recovering. You're recovering. But that's not true. For me, I'll always be an alcoholic. I'm not going to look in the rearview mirror all the time. (coughs) But one drink could lead to a case. So I'm always an alcoholic. And, and and like I said, the message was great. Just his analogy was just, it irked me really bad. Well, I, I don't This popped into my head while you guys were talking. I just, I wonder just how far we need to go as individuals to hit that air quote, rock bottom to surrender everything to Christ. That's all. Depends on the person. Yep. I know, but I was going to say because but, but do people realize that have you gotten there? Even I mean I'd like to think I've surrendered everything I can that I have, but have I? So that's the question that's on my mind. Well I think I think you might be confusing the fact of have you surrendered everything or have you hit that rock bottom with Am I am I still going to struggle with stuff even after that? Well, I know I will. You know what I mean? Because the Bible says I will. Right. 
you know, so I mean, I think but that's your the wife difference. Says you will too, right? My wife, your life. life. Oh, <laughs> I, I, thought, I was going to go. Yes, correct yeah. on that, Ron. My everyday, wife. Everyday struggles is going to do it too. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You, you can't just give up because the Bible says it's going to happen. I mean, it's just it's going to happen. I agree, but I right. wonder. That's just my thought. I've been thinking about. Yeah. Well, because again, I think that it's, excuse me, one of those things of, uh, you know, the, everything that you gave over and everything that you initially hit was hitting your rock bottom, whatever that was for you, which obviously is different than Ronnie, right? you know, doesn't mean that tomorrow you're not still going to say no to that, but then there's going to be another different struggle and it's going to have to be saying no to that and, you know, putting down your no and putting, you know, God in that first. Yeah. I, I think I just, naturally we're stubborn people. Mm-hmm. So we some more than others. We we try this wrestling with God that you're talking about is what we do all the time because we yes. try to figure it out on our own. Correct. And God's trying to get our attention and He's putting these things in our life to wake us up and turn us back to Him. But we're stubborn, so we don't want to look to Him. We want to try to figure it out on our own, or we want to try to we'd rather wallow and complain and gripe and gossip about people instead of letting God deal with our heart. And so I think. You know, to understand that, you know, the verse that we talked about, that he's going to, being confident that he's going to begin, that he who had began a good work in you will perform it. He's going to complete his work in us, whether we take the detours or not. You know, we use Jonah a lot as an example. You know, Jonah, Mm -hmm. it would have been a great, it would have been a great story if God would have told Jonah to go to Nineveh and Jonah said, yes, Lord, I will do that. Preach the city still repents, right? (laughs) And, and turns, turns to God. But but we're a lot we're a lot like Jonah. We like to take our detours. We yeah. like to say, "I got a better way. I want to do my own way." And or I just don't want to do it. Or I just plain uh-huh. don't want to do it. And sometimes God has to put us in the belly of a fish, so to speak. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for, it's different. Yeah. Like you said, it's different for all of us. Yeah. You know, God gets, you know, my like dealing with my kids, my my son, of course, before he joined the Marine Corps, but he was he was pretty sensitive. You know, I could. I could I could just talk sternly to him. This is when, of course, when they're little growing up. I could just talk sternly to him or say you know say something forceful to him, and he'd he'd do it. He kind of cower down. He was he was real that sensitive. My my middle child, I I could whip him till I was till his butt was rare raw, and he would not listen. And he's just stubborn. He just he just was. I mean, I could whip him all day long, and he would not. And so that's the difference. And God knows because we're all different. So God knows BFS, how to deal with it. Not us. that He did. That's no, right. Exactly. That's like a disclaimer. Yeah. I'm not exactly. I'm not for I'm not entertainment saying that purposes. It, I'm only. not saying that I did that. That's a, yeah. That's different. He said he could, so I just right. assumed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was an yeah. option that he didn't take. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we, we wanted to sometimes, but. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, still do sometimes, yeah, exactly, even yeah. when they're grown. Exactly. Like, what, are you, <laughs> right. what are you doing? But but I think God deals with us all. You know, all in different in different ways because we're all in different spaces mm-hmm. in, in life. I. I mean so. And God mm-hmm. uses things, and you know, it's like what Bob said mm-hmm. earlier in his his encounter with Branson this weekend. You know, sorry, <laughs> you, we exactly. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. but I mean, but I mean, it's being, it's being obedient mm-hmm. because you never know. You know, yeah, he said he didn't need the prayer, and but I'll go ahead and take it anyway. And you and you did were obedient to that, mm-hmm. and you never know how that's going to be meaningful in his life. Right? He right. could. He you. you well, I will tell you this: after we was done. He goes, thank you. I yeah. really needed that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I and I think sometimes when God prompts you to send a text or make a phone call or 
um, no matter how silly it sounds, be obedient because he's doing that for a reason. And you know, he may have not knew he needed that prayer yep. until God said the words out of my mouth that he heard. And yep. he's like, oh, that is going on in my life. Thank you, Lord. You mm-hmm. know, so he goes, I did need that mm-hmm. prayer. Yep. We, um, I'll tell you a funny, funny story real quick. You know, we were, this was years and years ago when our kids were still little, but we were, we were dirt poor. I mean, we had just come out of college and just, I mean, first church and just, we were dirt, dirt poor, had, had, had nothing, still are poor, but, um, <laughs> not as dirty. Just yeah, exactly. Dirty. Okay. You, know, you, have, you, have, you have teenage, you have teenage guy, teenage boys and we're running out of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. And that was before the yeah, pandemic. Exactly. Before the pandemic. Yeah, long before, long before the pandemic. Long before it turned and, to gold. And we're, right? sitting, yeah. we're yeah. sitting there, and my wife's like, well, we need to pray about it. I'm like, really? We're going to pray for toilet paper? So so we did. We're praying for toilet paper. <laughs> and we had a dear lady in our church, and she come knocking on the door later that evening with a basket full of goodies and, and toilet paper, and she goes, this seems really weird. She goes, but I was at the store. And I had the urge to buy you guys toilet paper, but I thought that was weird, and I didn't want to just come over with toilet paper, so I brought snacks and goodies and <laughs> other things to kind of kind of mask it, mask it. But but, but she was obedient. And that was exactly what we needed. And so the so the point is, even as silly as it may look, mm-hmm. or as silly as it may sound, do it. Because mm-hmm. that's what happened to me. that's what happened to me. I was in one of my little funks. I was I was low. I was I was I was I was discouraged. To a point that I hadn't been in a really long time, like like years, and and I was I was at that point where I was just ready to give up, and you know my life's not worth it. I'm not impacting anybody, and I get this text from a friend, and it says this, um, not Snapchat. <clears throat> well, maybe. Do you know how to work that phone? I know, probably not. Okay, that's why it's old phone. I get I get text from a friend. It says, "Think of all the seeds you planted and never got to see grow. Think of the children you raised to love God." Think of the people and the lives you touched. He gave you the heart to help and the hands and feet to do it. And, and, and it was just amazing to, when I read that, I was like, you know what? And God used that in my life to say, I'm blessed. Hmm. You know, I, I do have, I mean, I have, I mean, I have great kids. You know, kids, mm-hmm. they're adults, they love the Lord, they're in church, and yeah, they don't make the decisions that you want. And so I began to start pulling pulling out of that kind of funk that, that I was in and I began to redirect my focus instead of focusing on the church doesn't grow and we don't have much money and my car is old and you know, well, you know, all this, yeah. all this weird stuff. And I began to redirect and made an impromptu trip to Kansas city. My, my son and his wife, they were doing something or my wife was going to help him do an event on Saturday and I was going to watch the grandkids. And so impromptu it was like, I'll do it. And so this was like, late Thursday night that I decided Friday I'm going to drive to Kansas City. You know, I got a small car, good gas mileage, I'm hitting the road. So we drove to we drove to Kansas City. It was just a blessing to spend time with him. I got to spend time with him at the football game. And then, of course, Saturday I got to watch the kids and spend time. And then they all came back. And Sunday he got off work, so they drove up with us. And so Sunday we had everybody together. And it was just a blessing to kind of start pulling out of that. You know, I'm not, I don't know if I'm fully out of it, but but I'm better than but I, what it was. But where that's not wrestling with God, because that's what I was doing. Yep. I was like, well, yeah, I'm not effective. Well, by whose standards? Right. Mm-hmm. By the world's standards, yeah, you may not be, but by God's standards, you know, He's exactly where I've placed you to be. Mm-hmm. And unless I've moved you on, 
just because it looks greener on the other side doesn't mm-hmm. mean doesn't mean it always is. Right. I think of the well, the illustration at the men's conference. This was several years ago, and one of the speakers said, "If you think the grass is greener on the other side, you better start watering yours." Right. Mm-hmm. right. And it was just yeah. a reminder to right. You know, yeah. Well, there's because when you get to the other side, exactly. grass is grass. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so it was just a reminder that you know, God is faithful. You know, and then we're, you know, we're going through Philippians and we get to, we're at the end of Philippians and, you know, God's timing's perfect because it's my God will supply all your needs. And most of the time we think financial. Right. You know, God's going to supply us financially and he will. And right. it does mean that. Mm-hmm. But it's That's all, all, exactly, all your needs. Right. Spiritual needs, emotional needs, any kind of need you have, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. It was just a reminder of God's faithfulness and God's yeah. love for us and to redirect that focus onto, onto him. Mm-hmm. thing is, is you, people's got to understand he's going to supply your needs. Yeah, yeah. Not, not your wants. Exactly. Right. Not right. your wants. Right. Yeah. And I mask it well. I mean, a few people probably picked up on it that, you know, other than Diane, of course, because she knows me the best, but, you know, a few people kind of picked up and like, there's something off on you, but, but I was, I was... It had been, it had been like that for a long time, you know, several weeks where I was just kind of slowly getting lower. It was kind of a downward slide. Mm-hmm. kind of, and, but it was just, you know, we get, you get there, you get that Elijah syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, that. And we discuss- had a side, uh, a side conversation about yeah, that too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so that's, that's kind of, kind of what's going on with me uh, over the weekend and kind of stems with everybody else's conversation <laughs> and what's going on and. Just a word to Mike. I, I know that I know that feeling. I we had a dear, dear faithful gentleman in our church. Same situation. He was double amputee and diabetic and had heart issues and just just in a in a in a war. You know, just just medically, he was he was in bad bad shape and he was continuing to fail and health wise and you know it was a strain on his wife to try to take care of him and he was faithful. You know, he was a deacon deacon at our church and. Faithful to the Lord, loved the Lord, you know, he knew where he's going. But he's just like, Why me? And he, he almost got to a point of, you know, suicidal. He's like, Maybe I should just end it all and go go home anyway. You know, but but he didn't and he stayed faithful and God eventually took him took him home. And so sometimes we don't know the answer to that. And that's the hard question. Right. That's what I preached the funeral a few weeks ago. Um it was like that's the hard part. Sometimes we want to know the why and we're always asking the why question. But sometimes the why question doesn't ever get answered. And that's the hard Correct. truth. That's the hard truth of it. And it's a reminder of God's God's faithful. God's sovereign. He's in control. Even when things are unraveling and falling apart, that he will complete it. Mm-hmm. He will complete the work. Yes. He's faithful to do it. That's something I think that we need to always remind ourselves, especially when we're asking why, is that it's his will, not ours. <laughs> and Ron, Ronnie has a hole in his chin because he just spilled his own coffee all over him. See, this is the he's, times we need video. He's struggling. Yeah. He's struggling, he's struggling I think, because there's a hole in his cup earlier and now a hole yeah. in this side. What do you, <laughs> so. it, That's your story. <laughs> you need a sippy cup? Don't worry about me. <laughs> he needs a bib. Pay no attention yeah. to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that we just need to remind ourselves it's his will be done, not ours. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, because obviously, uh, you know, and, and I tell people this anytime I hear somebody pass away is it doesn't matter how long we have with them. It's not enough time. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and um, 
I had restarted the Bible in a year and it was going over, you know, the lineage from uh, Adam and Eve and stuff. And it was talking about all the years that they lived before they even had kids. You know, you're like 105 mm-hmm. and then he had kids and lived 80 or, you know, like 800 more years. And yeah. you see it start dwindling each generation and stuff <coughs> like that, you know, and it's like it's but it's still even back then it was never enough time. And we have to remind ourselves it's because it's his will, not ours. Yes, correct. You want to talk about your WrestleMania? Do you have one? Well, I mean, you know, if you just go back to the weekend, I, I was, I think you I was. Go back further than that. Well, no, it's, no. I mean, I think I think the weekend touched me in so many ways because um, it was just a blessing. It was a blessing to to get away with brothers and sisters in Christ and get to know people better and spend time, you know, with with, with people that you don't. Um, that it's you spend a good amount of time with, but at the same time, like you don't ever go home and you're there for 24, 48 hours, whatever, you know, um, at a time. And, and, and to just, you don't, you don't see them in their raw of the morning. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. In the raw of the morning at the, at night when they're getting tired and, yeah. you know, and just all that kind of stuff. And so it was just a blessing for me and, and I hope and pray. And I felt like just about everybody just got to relax, you know, and that was so huge for me was, kind of taken and I know I know people still have worries and that never goes away you know I know Ron, Ronnie had some stuff with his, his bath and stuff like that he was like ah, I should have just stayed home got it fixed and did it. you know it's like it, it, it'll work out it'll work out and it, and it did wonderfully he had a you know brother in Christ basically waiting on him when he got home and you know they got it all fixed up and everything like that but I think it was a great time to I think we all get so so busy and just life and it's yeah. you got this and you got that and you got this and you got this you know and and everything to just kind of put on the brakes for a minute to where it's like we had one thing that we i don't even want to say had to do we chose to do yep. one thing planned planned there you go and everything else was whatever happens happens and I, I for me i know it was absolutely wonderful and i hope it was for everybody that went and just had that opportunity because i know even us you know busy 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 and you know it's like the next three weeks or you know already you're thinking about all that stuff and what you got to do you know and whatever but just to have that break and and to be surrounded by you know people that you love and you care about is was amazing for me it was definitely relaxing good i'm glad i'm glad everything just i think everything was just so god god centered in it all just chilling out and relaxing and there's so many Dots connected too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Of this weekend, like we randomly picked a church, mm-hmm. and their book series was already on a book that we had recently covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, just little things like mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. Ron, have you had a Royal Rumble lately? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask again. <laughs> One more time. Did you fight with a power steering pump today that got you? It, well, yeah. Oh, listen, now we're getting I listen, in. I listened to so-called Everybody's Rock Bottom. I don't know if I ever... I, I've been sitting here. It doesn't have to be your no, rock no, bottom. But I'm, this is where I'm starting. All right. Hey. <laughs> you don't get hot. <laughs> Step back, Ronnie. Step back. It's his story let me tell. It's like, but woo. I sit here and listen, and I just... I cannot think of a time to where I was at a rock bottom to where I was like, I'm done with it all. 
Now, granted, I did have rock bottom, but that was after I'd given my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's when my son passed away. That was rock bottom. So you have dealt. Yes, but because, after, not before. Right, but you have to remember, yeah. and we've talked about this, that the fact is, I would say probably well over half the people that would be in the early stages of a walk with Christ lose a child, that would be the end of that walk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was not it for you and your wife. So that is amazing. And I'm not trying to blow your blow your head up or blow smoke or anything like that. I I I struggle with that even the thought of. Hmm. You I know. do too. So well, and I like as I've said before on other podcasts, I don't even know how I got out of the hole. But yes, I did have an issue today with a power steering pump. <laughs> And I couldn't get it in. I got it out. Couldn't get it in. I was getting frustrated. It took my patience. It took my joy. It took all, what is it, seven or nine? (laughs) All the fruits. It took all the fruits, buddy. It took it all. I was ready to put the pump through the windshield. Mm. It would have cost me even more. (laughs) So I dropped everything. Like a mic check, I just dropped it, left everything lay, and walked away. Went home, washed up a little bit, sat down, breathed, ate a little bit, and I told myself, I'm not going to be beat. (laughs) So I went back, and I got it fixed, and I got it done. And it was a lot more relaxing the second time. If that makes sense. The first time, everything was going wrong. Second time, everything seemed to click. So, I mean, it's just, I blew up. I, My trust and everything was out the window. It was me. I was, I was going to win this battle, mm-hmm. and I couldn't win. So- and he made it known. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so, again, God. <laughs> so I went home. I took a deep breath. I took a step back. I refocused where I was doing, who I was doing it for, why I was doing it. And I went back, and everything went smooth, and I got it done. But, I mean, that, that hasn't happened like that for quite a while because I normally have a lot of patience when I'm working on cars. You know, I've seen people throw stuff. I've, I've been to a tire shop, and I've seen that happen a couple times. <laughs> not by, not oh, by me. I'm going oh, to the mechanic side. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it is still working work for me, he's probably been fired. We don't throw tools. So, and I still get on to him when he does it. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it was just one of those times. I don't feel like it was like a rock bottom or nothing, but I was struggling. Yeah. And yeah. it was a struggle. And I've had several little struggles <laughs> like that, little battles. But he's told me, stop. Mm-hmm. Walk away. Think about it. And when I, and the weird thing about it is when I do walk away, you know, everybody's like, why are you talking to yourself? Because I, 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 I tend to talk to myself. But at the same token, I don't think it is talking to myself. You know what I mean? I think it is talking to him, talking it out, talking mm-hmm. the problem out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, something pops in my head. It's like, dang, why don't you do it this way? And I'm like, that's a good idea. 
I said self. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's either self or the spirit, one of the two. So, well, I mean, it ain't self, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we should change it to. I said I, spirit. I have the help. <laughs> I have the help that I need. It's just sometimes, like you all say, I don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sometimes. Like, I got this. I don't need, I got this. Get off my back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just got to back up and refocus. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I was heavy. I was really heavy because I was so, and I was like, man, get off my, and then my mom came out and she was doing this and that. And I know she was just trying to help, but I was already to the point of frustration. And I was like, mom, I'm going to ask you just to go back inside, (laughs) please. You know? And then, like I said, I mean, that's just where it was. But like I said, with the rock bottom with my son, to this day, I still don't know how I got out of that hole. He He got you through it. Absolutely. He did. But, and I'm glad he did because, like I said. No. Well, it's like you were talking about before. You have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. You have to make that decision to accept that, you know, because that's all he wants. And you guys had to make that decision when you lost him. Which which way are we going to go? And I, I applaud you guys, and I'll never stop telling you that because, you know, the decision couldn't have been an easy one because it's, I mean, as a parent, it's the worst fear, losing a child. Yeah, because honestly, they're supposed to bury us when we're right. supposed to bury them. Yeah. Yep. And it, it would make, I, I'm sorry, but it would probably make me question. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, wasn't I'm just quite, saying. It wasn't a question, buddy. It was just flat out hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. Why? The why yeah. was huge. Yep. The hatred was massive. I was like, if he could have stood in front of me, I probably would have crucified him myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, because you never, you know, just like if somebody hurt your kid, what are you going to do? You're going to like, well, I'm going to get him. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting the law do their job and do it and whatever, right. you're like, oh, I got this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know? Yep. But, yeah, I was, I was, I was out of it. I couldn't see straight nothing. Heck, if y'all weren't there, I probably would. I don't even know if I would have been in the yard. I could have been woke up in a ditch because I was so delirious. But let's pull the needle off the record. Coffee, Mike. Yes. You want to go first? Final thought. Final thought. <clears throat> Final thought, not thoughts. Singular. Just kidding. I I can't hold more than one at a time in my head anyway. All right, so we're good. Here's my final thought. (laughs) Search your heart. Align your prayer with God's will. Ask God to align your prayers with His will, His timing. Submit to His timing. Count on Him for everything from power steering pumps Hmm. to loss of hair. Whatever it might be. And just remember, we have been given the greatest gift of all time. We can approach the Father in heaven because of what Jesus Christ did for us on that cross. For me, for you, for anybody listening. We just merely need to accept it and acknowledge that he died for my sins and he rose again. And he is my high priest and my conduit to the Father in heaven. We don't utilize that power Hmm. near enough. That's right. That's what I've been thinking about while you guys were talking. That and I'm hungry. 
But Ronnie, that's my final thought. Yeah. Silent Rum? I'm a, this is just something. I'm going to read something. It says, you must learn to believe... You must learn to believe the truth and God's word over the facts of your circumstances. So true. Yeah. Brother Bob? Um, I think I'm just going to end with uh, how far you think you can run from God and you think you're too far away. I'm actually going to steal a saying that a couple guys I know has, has said several times that God will take that 99 step. All you got to do is turn around and make that one. Mm. Micah? A few podcasts ago, we talked about, or several <laughs> podcasts ago, we talked about Galatians 6, 9. Let's not grow weary in well-doing. And as we were thinking about what we've been talking about, I was reminded of 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight, which says the same thing. Similar thing. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain. It is worth it. We may not feel it. We may not see it. God knows the results. God's got the seeds planted. And we've got to be faithful and follow and be obedient and just trust Him through it. I got, I'm going to go and then. I'll have you go, Mike, and then pray us out. No, okay. Mine is easier to say than it is to follow through. But we aren't called to be like other Christians. We're called to be like Christ. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like I said, that's a tougher pill to swallow. Yeah. Because, like Bob fighting for this, fighting for that. I don't want to do this because he might look at me weird. The restaurant might look at me weird or my friends might look at me weird or whatever. Still got to do it. And I'm also speaking from experience on that too. Because like Jonah, I've gone 15,000 miles out of the way too. (laughs) Mike? I think we need to take the I out of everything and put the him in it. And we need to remember that his will needs to be done, not ours. And we need to really put that into practice in our life and get to the point of, God, I want your will to be done. And not just say it, but mean it and live it. Because that's the only way we can do it. So, if you'll pray with me. Lord our God, you know the struggles that we go through. Ones here around this table, the ones of anybody listening, Lord. Lord, and I just, you put this on my heart, Lord, and I just want to rebuke Satan. I want to rebuke him in all of our lives. He doesn't have a place in our lives. He doesn't have a place in our hearts. He doesn't have a place in our minds. He doesn't have a place anywhere near us, Lord, because we are yours. We love you. We praise you. We want to serve you. We want to live our lives for you. So Satan, get back, get away, stay away, because you have no place in our lives. We rebuke Mm -hmm. you in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke you in all that we have, and we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Lord, we just praise you. We want to honor you and do anything we can for the kingdom of God. And it's in your son's precious name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.